Well, hey guys, um, here we are. This today is Tuesday, and we're coming with you with the second episode of um, Renewed Focus. And so I'm here with Matthew, and I'm doing good. Matthew, how are you? Man, I'm doing okay. Just hanging good. in there. That's good. Um, we want to start just by giving you guys <laughs> updates with where we are as a church. And so, Matthew, what do we need to know about Renewal Church at this moment? Well, as of yesterday, local officials indicated that we're officially in the shelter-in-place state. Uh, This is, as you probably know at this point, greater lockdown and how we live our lives. And so unless it's something that's essential, we're not supposed to leave our houses. I mean, that's just crazy because at home we're like talking, can we walk our dog? Can we go to the park? And Colton and I are like, so can we go meet and like record this podcast and like, not be not be breaking the law? It's so crazy, <laughs> like just to think about this. And just today, I was talking to a brother who has a ministry in Uganda, and he had left two weeks ago, and he just got back a couple of days ago, and he said, "Matthew was crazy. Like, I came back to a different country when I left two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Life was normal." And all of a sudden, we I come back and I go to New York. And so now I feel fine. No symptoms yet. I have to have a two-week quarantine. And so it's like our world has like been hijacked. It's just nuts um, yeah. how life is so different now from just two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me and my household, our dog is getting a lot of attention. So Springer <laughs> is very happy at the moment, even though our world has been turned upside down. Um, but I think for us, too, it's just navigating what this looks like for our other job, GoCore, a missions organization we work for, and just figuring out what that looks like. Um, so there's a couple things that we want to keep you guys up to date on. The first is I hope that you received that family devotional that we put out last week. It was our first one. Uh, if you go to our website, you can just find it on that front page. Uh, this is a tool for you guys to really um, dig in deep with your family or with your spouse or just sitting alone in your apartment uh, where you can really engage with the Lord while you have more free time, uh, as most of us do. Um, and so I want you to encourage you to uh, download that family devotional for this week, and then we'll have another one that comes out for next week. So on the webpage specifically where that is, if you go to the sermon video that currently is under standalone videos and and you see the Conquering Fear sermon from Sunday, you'll notice the link to download that PDF. So it's right linked with the sermon video. And so, yeah, we just pray that that is a useful tool that you can keep meditating on the text that was proclaimed, in this case, Psalm 46. And we'll be back in Galatians on Sunday. So we'll be in Galatians 6 verses 1 through 5. Um, So look forward to that as well. Yeah. Um, One idea that Matthew and I are throwing around, and we're still working on the logistics of this, is we want to find a way for um, our church members to engage with one another in both prayer and physical needs. And so we're working through some ideas right now on how to do that. One idea we're throwing around is a Google Doc that goes out to all of you members. Um, And then you can see how you can pray for each family. Each family will individually fill in that own space for themselves. Um, And then also if you have some needs. So we don't know how long this could go on. It could go on for two more weeks or it could go on for a couple months. Like no one really knows. Like if they say they know, they don't. And um, so as this goes on longer and longer, the needs are going to start to rise for our members. And so that could be pharmacy pickup, it could be toilet paper, it could be 
eggs or bread eggs. or milk. Like everything you've seen a meme about, right? <laughs> like there's there's a real need behind that meme. And so um, so we want to find provide a start a way, find a way to um, just equip each other yeah. and to serve one another. And so just be aware of that. We're working on it. I know a couple of people have asked me specifically about ways that you can serve one another. We're working on a practical solution, a way that's, that has good fluidity, fluidity uh, for us to serve one another. So just be aware that we're working on that. Yeah, that's just more of a logistical tool. Um, and so between now and next week, once that goes live, I would say just ask yourself the question, what does my neighbor need? Mm-hmm. And your your neighbor could be physically your neighbor, but it could also be someone in your home group, part of the faith family. Um, and so we just really encourage you to just ask the Spirit to open your eyes and to bring to your mind who you can reach out to specifically and intentionally in this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just remind you as well that on Sunday morning at 10, we will release another pre-recorded sermon. Um, again, it'll be in Galatians, back to our series. Um, we are working on getting all of the tech and getting everything set up for um, live streaming. So we're really hoping if everything works out well, this is new for us as a young church, but if everything goes well a week from Sunday, which would be on April 5th, we plan to have live streaming. And so I look forward to that live connection versus just pitching into a camera. It's so weird. Um, I look forward to knowing that on the outside of the camera, there are real people that are watching in lifetime. Yeah. Okay, Matthew, um, as you have been meditating and reading the word and praying this week, um, what has been a thought or a word that the Lord has given you that you think is helpful for our church and for anyone listening? Uh, oh, brother, that that is such a profound question as we were pondering, just prepping for this podcast. Um, yesterday and this morning, I was I was really struggling, man. Um felt angry and man I felt robbed if I'm honest with you I felt like so many little things that I just enjoy that I don't have anymore that have just been taken from me and it can be the littlest thing like being able to just drive to a coffee shop yeah. which is something that I definitely love to do to whether meet with people or to just be able to study or work or whatever it is and and no longer having that freedom. Um, not being able to go out to a restaurant. I mean, so many little things, but just really, like I wouldn't use the word depressed, but definitely down and just struggling with it. And, and so last night I was just sitting there and then this morning as well, just kind of asking God to just give me a word saying, God, help me understand myself. And asking the spirit for clarity and to have greater self-awareness on where is this coming from? And I was talking to Bonnie and then I was praying and I just kind of felt one word that spirit impressed. And that word is exposed. Hmm. Just really feel as though God has been exposing me in ways that I didn't even know. And just small things that are turning to for comfort that he is now just stripping away and... And I don't think that it's just me. <laughs> no. If I were to guess, this word exposed applies to a lot of people in our faith family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's the imagery of like, you know, you've, you're wearing 
all sorts of different clothes and things are just being layers are being peeled off yeah. slowly until what you actually care about has been revealed. Um, and for most of us, um, a lot of times we're we're faced with the reality of I haven't maybe I haven't been leading my family, like I haven't been shepherding my family ever. And now you're home. And now you're home. The kids and, don't go to school. And everyone's scared. Everyone in your family is scared. And you're the shepherd as the man of the home. And, and God has called you to shepherd and lead your family, and you haven't been doing it. I know uh, that's for me. That's one of the things that I've been thinking about um, or just how much you care about sports. And every season is suspended. March, it's March, not March Madness. It's March Sadness, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, but you put so much value into those things that now they're gone. And you're faced with, man, is Jesus really better to me? Like, or have I counted other things as more worthy of my worship? No, than, that's than so him? so true. And so, so is he really better than anything else in my life? Because right now, if you're going to survive, for me, if I'm going to survive, if I'm going to have joy, if I'm going to have happiness, literally one of the few things that I can run to is Jesus. Praise <laughs> the God gospel, for that. you know, yes. like like he is he has put himself right in front of us and said I am here for your satisfaction. I am here for your joy. Bring me glory, it will satisfy you. Um No, you're so right. And as I was this morning meditating on this word, this being exposed and realizing that that man, I was just down. And I just remember Psalm 13. Uh, I'll read that. Psalm 13, David cries out, how long, O Lord? Man, I can relate to that. Like, <laughs> how long, O Lord, are we going to be in this shelter in place? How long, O Lord, can we not gather as a church? How long, O Lord, can I not go to Starbucks? How long, O Lord, are we going to be with this fear of contracting this virus? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall the enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Man, in these four verses, King David, is he's just keeping it real, man. <laughs> He's not hiding. He's not posing. He's not pretending. He, he is being honest with God and honest on how he feels. And he's saying, how long will you forget me? Like, maybe you feel like God's forgotten you mm. in this season. And he says, how long will you hide your face from me? Like, God, where are you? Mm. With jobs on the line, the economy going down, how long was I to counsel in my soul and have sorrows like, man, I, my soul is just down. And so I could relate to this psalm. And, and then he talks about the enemy. How long would the enemy be exalted? And so maybe we could feel like, like the enemy is winning. And mm-hmm. as though he's gaining ground and we can be really fearful. But what really helped me this morning was when I was reading in the same psalm, you get to verse five. It's just beautiful. But... I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Mm. Man, just trusting in God's steadfast love, stopping and praying and being in God's presence and feeling his love rushing in, it 
brings a rejoicing in him and it brings confidence and kind of feel those fears and that anger kind of melting away. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been, man. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying goes right along with kind of what I feel like the Lord's doing in my heart. Um, you know, I think everyone right now would say this is difficult. Like yeah. everyone is in a difficult spot. Uh, there may be different levels of difficulty um, or different levels of suffering, but we're, everything's, everyone's having a difficult time. So, like, I'm, I'm struggling with not going to Starbucks. Right. But other people have lost their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't have a job to begin with. And yeah, so, much, much more real so, suffering. But the reality is that if we are bored with the things of God, the more vulnerable we're going to be when difficulty comes. Does that make sense? And yeah. So, so if you look at the things of God— his his word and what his word says about his hope and his joy and and his glory being displayed and um, if you hear about the things of God and they make you bored then when difficulty enters in you're gonna try to run to something else and right now yeah. there is nothing else to run to there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go um, and so I read an article this week um, by a guy named Jared Wilson. And there were, there were two things that he said that really stuck out to me that my heart's been kind of wrestling with. Um, and it's the idea of being driven by fear. A lot of things you're talking about, you know, you're, you're angry because there's a fear there, right? Of you don't want to lose those yeah. things. Um, and so one idea of that is uh, a fear driven, driven life idolizes the self. And so if we allow fear to drive us, to drive our decisions, that we will take everything that belongs to us or that we thought belonged to us and try to hold on to it so tightly that we are just worshiping ourselves. We're trying to control our own life, our own destination, and completely missing who God is and what God wants to do with our hearts and with our families. Um, and the other idea is that a fear-driven life prioritizes and idolizes comfort. Yeah. And that's what's being stripped away. None of us are comfortable, um, whether we've lost our job or we can't gather with the church on Sunday yeah, it's or, tough. or whatever it is. We, we try to grab and try to hold on to these comforts, um, but that's not what the church was created for. No. The people of God exist to display the glory of God. And for us at Renewal Church, our, our tagline, if you will, is to Bell County, display the glory of God to Bell County into the world. And so the question that I've been asking myself is, how am I displaying that glory, right? Or am I trying to hold on to my comforts and the things that belong that I think belong to me? Or am I entering into a space in my own heart that says I am satisfied in you, God? That then overflows to my fellow church members, my brothers and sisters, asking how what they need, how I can help. Oh, that's huge. Oh, and even my neighborhood. Because here's the deal. The church exists to display the glory of God. So I've been wrestling with, how am I doing that? No, and, you know, talk about our vision of we want to be a church that brings God's renewal to the colony in the world. Like, we have a chance right now to do that in a more profound way than before COVID-19. Yeah. And so for that, I do rejoice. And I rejoice for texts like Psalm 13 that remind us to come back and trust in God and His steadfast love. Yeah. He does deliver. He does he does. He, I mean, it's crazy how you can be fearful or angry or frustrated. And yet, if you will not be bored, 
as you're saying, with God, mm-hmm. but actually draw near to him, his spirit does the work. Yep. And he does deliver us from that anger or that sadness or that fear. And and I think as you were talking, Colton, about how a church, the church and ours as well, exists for a time like this. But I don't know about you, but I think that Renewal Church is kind of uniquely equipped yeah. to handle this. I think so. I think the way... Um, <laughs> The way our members think yeah. <laughs> and the way our home groups are laid out logistically, um, I think that we can be really effective in our communities and with unbelievers, people who don't know the Lord, um, with each other and actually reaching out and saying, yep. like, kind of like how we talked about last week, hey, how are you? <laughs> Huge you know? question. Like, how, how really are you? What do you, do you? What do you actually need? Can I pray with you over the phone? Can I pray with you through a Zoom call? Um, whatever it is, and like being intentional and simple. No, that's huge. No, you're right. And so our church's values, or you just mentioned two of them, being intentional and simple, definitely have put us in a position by God's grace where we already had an online presence. We already had an online giving. We already were used to meeting in, the, in a unique location in a school. <laughs> like we're already used to being mobile, yeah. like meeting in homes. And so I just praise God for that. That even though we're, yeah, we're a young church approaching the one-year anniversary, and yet God has given us what we need to weather this storm. And even though God doesn't ever promise to stop the storm per se, but he gives us peace in it. Yeah, absolutely. And as we've been talking, one thing that just I thought of is God has taken away what we think we want and revealed what our hearts really want. Like what our hearts really want and yearn for is communion with God. Amen to know him and to love him. But what our hearts think we want, (laughs) what we think we want is entertainment or to have a certain 401k or to fill in the blank. Yep. But what our hearts really want is Jesus. And so um, let me close us with this text out of 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, um, all the way to 18. Paul says, so we do not lose heart. So Matthew, (laughs) do not lose heart, brother. Um, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Amen. Absolutely. So no, no losing hope. Yeah. No amen. No fear. And when those seasons come, when you're when we and those listening struggle, we know where to turn. Um, and so we will with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. And then yeah. we'll receive mercy and find help in time of need. Absolutely. Thanks guys. Love you. Bye.